When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Or fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, score! Ray Bork. Score! Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Lindland, firing it down, and Whitmore blew it. He bounces down to Bergeron. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over the last. He gets loose, and Bergeron scores. There are three ways you can support the show. We're available on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud.com, and on TheHockeyWriters.com, located in the podcast channel of the website. Now here's your hosts, Mark Allred and Rob Tomlin. Hello, Bruins fans. I'm Mark, and welcome back for episode 51 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Beast from the Northeast Sports Clothing Company. If you're in the market for some one-of-a-kind Boston sports designs, please go to NortheastBeast.com and enter special... Listen to promo code black and gold for 15% off future orders. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to help cut the cost of running our podcast and website, please go to blackandgoldhockeyblog.com and click on the Amazon banner to the right of the screen. We would certainly appreciate the support. Now time to clear my throat and bring in and properly introduce uh, co-hosts Rob Tomlin and Court Lalonde to the show. Gentlemen, Hello. Welcome back for another exciting week of Bruins Hockey Talk. Hello. I was waiting for Court to speak. I didn't want to well, be rude. Usually Rob goes first, so I, I was waiting. I, I was just going to scream 4-2, baby. Like, oh, right after. You mean 5-2? So, well, yeah, but I don't <laughs> count. The empty nets. Hey. Uh, if, if we're, we'll get into it later, but it could have been a totally different score anyways. Well, yeah. He's, well. On, he's on the different time change, so he hasn't gotten the fifth goal yet. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't ruin the game for me, guys. Oh, Bergie just scored. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is going to be a, a good one because uh, the Bruins have done uh, very well so far. But uh, let's just uh, jump right in. And talk about last week's uh, games. Uh, a very interesting game that I kind of thought would not be how it turned out, but the Bruins definitely came to play. And that was uh, on Tuesday night against the Nashville Predators. Um, they they came out and they... I thought they had a lot of good um, first period bursts. 
and really set the tone for that game. Uh, they ended up winning four to one. Uh, the uh, the scoring uh, came down to in the first period two quick uh, goals from Patrice Bergeron and uh, David Krejci, and ended the game uh, with uh, Noel Achari getting his first goal, and uh, a David Bacchus goal in the um, third period. So, what'd you guys think of that game? Um, what a goal that was by Achari yeah, as well. That was a highlight real goal for your first NHL goal. I thought the best part about that goal was they were looking for him. When they were skating up the ice, the whole line was actually looking for him on the ice to try and get them that goal. Nash Nash had a pretty good lane going to the net, and he actually waited to try and get Achari the puck because it was near the end of the game. You know, it was uh, it was one of those, you know, we're probably going to score, hopefully, um, unless you're David Krejci every now and then he hits post. But uh, it was a nice goal. It was beautiful. Yeah, I thought the uh, the overall game was was good, um, but it also, uh, you know, set the tone for what hap- what's happening uh, last week. Uh, obviously, the the uh, the first win was a um, Saturday uh, matinee against the Islanders, and uh, um, so now the, no now they're on a two game winning streak, and and Chara got his six hundred career point in that game. Nice. I was I didn't even show notes. But, yeah, and and Nash was that was his uh, fourth game in a row with points. Um, but it ends next game. But he had his, he had a four game point streak going. He was an unsung hero for four games. And then jump into Thursday night's game against the uh, Dallas Stars. This was one that I I kind of knew was going to be a Bruins W. Um, you could say that they could be. The spoilers or the Bruins had just uh, run over them, and and in fact the Bruins played a very good game. Uh, it was a two to nothing shutout win for Tuukka Rask. Uh, first period. Two to one. I'm sorry. Against Dallas. Yeah, it's two to nothing. Oh, yeah, two to nothing. Two You're nothing. right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's I'm re- I wrote I wrote down one, even though I shouldn't have. But it's all right. Uh, first period. First period goals by Brad Marchand scores his 38th. And uh, the second period goal by Tory Krug, which was outright nasty. Yeah, power play goal too. Yeah, yeah power play goal to boot. Um, the guy just skated through pretty much the whole team and and uh, puts uh, a wrist shot right over the. Oh wait a minute, I'm thinking no, that's yeah, not it. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, this is the one where he went to the net and yeah. then he. Uh, he oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he snuck it behind that defenseman. Like if he was a winger, and Ruff didn't sat that defenseman for like the rest of the period. Like that guy just yeah. sat at the end of the bench and did not have Steven anybody Jones. near him. Yeah, didn't. Yeah. Okay, but that was also the game where McQuaid and Tuka Rask on the five-on-three penalty kill killed the whole penalty. Right. It yeah. was unreal. McQuaid blocking shots. Tuka Rask making key saves. McQuaid blocking the shot. Um, McQuaid probably played his best game of the year that year. Um, didn't have a good one today, but he had a great game that game. Yep. Was it not? Was it not that game uh, on the five on hurt. three where uh, Rass made the save and the puck came out just in front of him and McQuaid spun and cleared it? Yeah, and then he took. Yeah. Yep, and then he took the shot and got hurt and stayed in the game. And he was just literally, and Krug had to come from behind and push him out to the bench. And he did his best Bergeron impression and came back the next shift. But the crazy stuff about that is what Cassidy did 
against Sagan. He didn't use Bergeron and use a line against him. He used Krug and, Mar- and McQuaid against him. Yeah. Which I was I was surprised. You know, Krug with minus thirteen this year, he has been playing a lot better defensively under Cassidy. But uh, him and he used McQuaid and Krug as the shutdown pair for Tyler Sagan, and it worked. Yeah, definitely. Krug's been playing a lot better lately. Um, well, this year. Oh, he's got career high points. Yeah, right now. Yeah, after after tonight's game, he's got fifty points, and he's got six power play goals, which is amazing because power play is what we're going to need if we do make the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive that he has eight goals and six of them are power play. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So that that's his best weapon is the power play. Yeah, and he's not missing the net as much as he used to. That's but you've right. got you got that rotating wheel on the power play. Like Crew mm-hmm. can go to the half boards, and yeah. either forward can cover him at the point. And he's he's becoming that guy who, if you look at it from like the ice, Krug and uh, Spooner look exactly the same. So when you're covering a guy and you think it's Spooner and it's actually Krug, they play two different types of games. So it's hard to like cover that puck, but I think he's doing a great job of just he attacks the net on the power play, and it's he knows that he's got forwards there that are going to cover him and that are like good enough to cover him as well. So it, it's they... definitely showing that he is the the quarterback for that power play and will be yeah. for a long time. Yeah, the power play is kicking well. Um, as as we're we'll talk about in the, in, in the game that we just <laughs> we all just watched. That first unit power play. The second unit needs, uh, I don't know, it needs to wake up. It's it's it, it's it's funny. Fratrano's out um, the last two games, and you could tell that the power play missed him. Like, Bolesky is just, he's not a guy that should be out on the power play, but Cassie's got no one else to throw out there. Yeah. And, and then, obviously, today's game uh, that we all watched uh, to end, end the but, week. Go ahead. Obviously not Rob, since he thought it was a 4-2 game. But. <laughs> well, it's late for me. Understand <laughs> this. <laughs> All right. So uh, today the, the, the Bruins just uh, um, basically ran over the Florida Panthers. Um, not until the last couple minutes of the third period. Right, right. <laughs> but, let's, uh, let's, let's preface this, that Yarmir Yager decided to not leave the ice and hold the puck for the whole third period until we finally got some momentum because it was it was a little scary there. Uh, there was a couple times where I was screaming at the television. Um, they didn't play very well defensively. Um, I believe the word I used on the internet was chickens with their heads cut off. Yep. Um, they needed to tighten up, and for some reason they weren't moving their feet, but... Well, the bright spot was Tukaras decided to stand on his head. I know there's two goals, but one was the weirdest bounce I've ever seen. The second one went off two guys. Yager's goal went off two guys before it went in. Well, yeah. even even Cassidy said after the game today that he he loved the energy to start the game, but there were there were there were times in in the 60 minutes that uh, they could have been a lot better. Uh, you know, I. I for me, it's just the two points are the most important factor. But obviously, oh, yeah. obviously, if you look at the schedule coming up, you can't play like that. Um, even though you got a five to two win today, 
you still have to, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done uh, and in short time because, uh, you know, if you look at next week's schedule, it's it's just, oh. it's tough. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, be the downer of the, of the show, but I, I'm worried about these last four games to round out the end of the season. But mm-hmm. then you look, I, you look at the team that's just under us now, the Maple Leafs. Um, they they've got a tough schedule as well. Yep. Yeah. And it's so not does Tampa. Easy for them. Yeah. So, so does Tampa. I mean, Tampa's playing everybody in their division. Everybody. Yeah. We're all in the same boat, really. Well, the uh, thing... and it's just it's just who's going to string together the wins. And, and Cassie's looking that'll... like a genius. Yeah, and yeah. the yeah. teams that look like they're going to do it is the Bruins because we just won four in a row. Yes, but we've got to be apprehensive because if you think about it, if we put this effort against Chicago tomorrow, it's a loss. Chicago would have walked all over us in that second period because Boston decided to let open the floodgates and let Florida control the puck the whole second period. They just controlled yeah. the play. Yeah, but look look back at this year. Every team that is looking like they're not going to make the playoffs this year, we have struggled against. And every team that looks like they're locked into the playoffs, we've absolutely demolished. I I just think I think they're gonna they're gonna play up. They're gonna play up to Chicago and they're gonna play a really strong defensive game and just shut everything down. And I still think it was a great call. I know all over the internet, everybody was losing their mind saying, "Oh, Tuka's not playing the Chicago game." But if you look at it. As Mark just said, next week is a scary week. And if you let Tuca play today like he did, and he, he won us the game, um, the score is 5-2, but, but it's, it's, a little, it's a little different considering how well Tuca played. Uh, you, Tuca gets more rest. He plays If he rests today and we had a Hudobin and net, and then Tuca plays Chicago, he doesn't have as much as a rest to play Ottawa and Tampa and all the, all the games that we have to play next week where we need Tuca to play all three games and not be tired. It gives them that extra little bit. Mm-hmm. It was a smart move. And also, everyone's calling Chicago a scheduled loss on this. I hate that. Like these next few games, and I, I don't believe it. But at the same time, I can understand calling it a scheduled loss for the whole like goaltending situation. Like, I can understand put Tuka Raskin against a team that aren't making the playoffs. And then use your backup goaltender to play the game against the team, but it's at, not at the same bad. time, at the same time, is Chicago going to do what they did last year and start resting players? Because well, they're a lock for the playoffs. Now. Exactly, exactly. And it's not even that. It's not even that. It's you're playing a divisional, uh, a divisional game. Uh, Tuca gets to start plus plus that rest period. It's yeah. it's going to be detrimental to have Tuca primed and ready to go against Tampa and Ottawa. The last thing you want to do is possibly. Get him to go against Chicago and maybe lose some confidence. Yeah. Because Chicago's got a high powered flying team. You know, confidence builder against Florida. We needed to win the game. The last thing you want to do is lose the game before Chicago. You need that confidence going. So Cassidy had faith to have Tuka in and win the game. Yeah, and... I, I can see them resting some pl- people against Boston because hey, yeah, you're, playing so. a, you're playing a physical team. You're going to have Patrick Kane, Panarin. Guys like that who the Bruins are going to target. Kane won't rest, though. Kane won't won't rest, but I could see Panarin resting. We'll we'll see. I'm hoping they put their backup in, to be totally honest. Um, Even though we're putting in ours, Hudobin's played well, so I have have faith in him. Um, On on another note, Krejci uh, tied his career high in goals with 23. The last time he did that was uh, 11-12, 2000. 
Um, a lot of people are saying Krejci hasn't played too well this year. Um, he is, is just like Kruger, minus 13, but his point production lately, um, he stepped it up, which is great because, as we all know, when the Bruins are in the playoffs, we need that guy because he's, for some reason, a, a, a playoff performer. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, just to touch on the uh, the scoring, uh, how it went today. I'm sure most of you guys know, but uh, how about that Noel Achari, uh, first the first period goal, just simply out outworking uh, the defense core and just uh, split him right up the middle. Came in and I mean he was going to get a penalty. No matter. I mean the the Panthers were going to get a penalty even if he didn't score, but uh, puts it five hole and it was a it was a hustle goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he yeah. was. He was working so hard. I mean, just the concentration that a player like him, a fourth-line player, um, which I I wasn't high on at the beginning of the season. Yes, I did say he belonged in the lineup, but whether he stayed all season, I was was up and down on. But just the way his concentration was that to power skate through those defensive uh, defensemen and, and with one hand keep control of the puck and the other hand like grab the stick and get it away from the hook. I yeah. thought that that was just uh, a phenomenal play on his on his behalf. And, and I just got to give this guy kudos to, um, for the past, I don't know, several games that he's been uh, recalled. Uh, different player, totally, in my opinion. Well, did you see his uh, interview where he said that <laughs> now, now that he's back up, he's going to bring his offensive game that he had down in Providence? Yeah, and that he's going to bring bring the goals and bring the assists with him. So, and he's, he's done exactly that. And isn't but that at the same time? Can you could you imagine at the beginning of this season looking at the roster and seeing Nolachari dressed and Jimmy Hayes and Bolesky scratched? Right. Would you have seen that at the beginning of this year? Because I wouldn't. Nope. Nope. So that hit that hit he made was oh, it was great. To oh see. yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he dropped the gloves to go with Petrovic. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Yeah, and then Yandel comes in. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but let's not talk about that because we didn't get the penalty, so we're good. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, it would have been a game misconduct if he had a drop, like if he had classed it as a fight. Mm-hmm. Sure, we'd have lost Achari for five minutes and we wouldn't have a power play, but they'd also have lost one of their top two defensemen. And for the Hayes haters out there, it looks like he's hurt. So, uh, yeah. and it's it, off that Adam McQuaid dumping from. The yeah, like like I was saying before, McQuaid played amazing, best defenseman on the ice against Dallas. And then yeah. I don't know, it, it wasn't just McQuaid. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't credit <laughs> that. Um, it's just the defense tonight. Whew, if Tuca wasn't on his game, like in the first period, they played so tight there was no shots. And then the second period, they decided, hey Tuca, here's the puck. Did, did they not just, like, to me, it looked like they rolled the defenseman, so the left defenseman played with whatever right defenseman jumped on the ice. Because I, there was a point where it was Chara uh, and Kevin Miller, then it was Chara, Colin Miller, and then it was Chara and McQuaid, and then uh, Carlo and Krug came out afterwards. Speaking of Colin Miller, kind of feel bad for him because it doesn't look like Cassidy likes him too much. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling too. When uh, when he got replaced it, by Lyles, yeah, and his ice time gets limit limited when we're in tight situations. 
I've been noticing. Yeah. He doesn't. You don't see him on the ice. And at the beginning of the year, I know you guys talked about it, and I know I've been talking about it all year. I thought Colin Miller 100% was going to be that third defenseman. Yeah. He could very well um, let him let him disappear to Vegas because the play of Kevin Miller lately and McQuaid, jeez, like yeah. we would need those type of defensemen in the playoffs. And and someone brought up a good point that I was I was talking to the other day. They said McAvoy, if he does make the team next year, and I'm. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about the situation. Uh, Mark just wrote a Mark just wrote a great article about it today. Um, McAvoy could be that fill-in if we did lose Colin Miller for the offensive. Yeah, because it's hard to lose that defensive defenseman. Even though offensive defensemen don't are, are a dime in a dozen, if the coach doesn't like him, it's it's hard to keep a guy. Yeah, but also, if, if you're playing a right-handed guy on the left in a system that has always been known for having left-handed guys on the left, right-handed guys on the right, mm-hmm. it it doesn't add up. So one right-handed defenseman has to go, and whether that's the expansion draft or a trade, it's going to happen. But isn't Kevin It's going to happen playing? by next year. Isn't Kevin Miller playing the opposite, and it's Colin Miller playing on the right? They, they switch. They, they do yeah, whatever they come out. Yeah. I understand that, but I'm saying by replacement wise, you technically. Yeah, yeah. But is a right shot. Colin Miller's a right shot. Yeah, I, I could. The thing is, I I truly think next season when it comes to it, you'll have um, McAvoy with Chara, like they you did. Think? Yeah, like they did with Carlo, and they'll put See, Carlo thinking, with Crew. I'm thinking either Kevin Miller or Adam McQuaid, um, just solely for the defensive prowess. From Kevin Miller, like Kevin Miller would actually be, he's not. He's McAvoy's still going to learn from from Char watching him on the ice, but I I just don't see them taking Carlo away from Char right now because it's working so well, especially with the both of them having such a big reach. Like when you think about it out there, as long as Carlo's not falling, because I don't know, I'm I'm going to mention it now. Carlo falls a lot, so next time you watch a game, watch how many times this guy falls. Um, him and Chara, but that reach when you have both of them out there on the defense. It's huge to have them together, considering if you put their sticks together, it's like it's taller than the whole line. Yeah. All right. So it's a tough. Oh. It's a tough one. All right. So uh, the uh, we end the week on a four-game winning streak. The uh, the Bruins they they leave the second spot in the wild card position and move to the third. Uh, they are it's after seventy-eight games. They're forty-two, thirty-six. And six with 90 points. Um, and they're one point behind second place Ottawa and seven points behind clinched Atlantic Division Montreal Canadiens. Um, just looking ahead for the uh, the week ahead, I know we talked about the, the Blackhawks game tomorrow. Um, just gotta, okay. Tampa on Tampa on Tampa on Tuesday, Ottawa on Thursday, and Washington on Saturday to end the season. So uh, one home game tomorrow in Chicago, and the rest are all. Uh, I'm sorry, one away game in Chicago, and the rest are all uh, at the TD. To yeah, and and not to season. sound selfish, I I kind of wish the game on Tuesday was in Tampa, so I could conveniently go to the game while I'm in Florida. <laughs> but, you know, at least yeah. I, I get to watch. It'll be on TV. I, I am bringing my uh, my Android box so I can watch all the games while I'm there. So nice. 
So, uh, obviously, these these next four games are going to be crucial. Um, it's I. I don't. I, I want to say that the Chicago game is going to be a tough one, and if they lose that one, they absolutely have to win the next three. And the one thing I don't like about about this whole situation, and it, and it, it's nothing we can do about it. It's something the Bruins got themselves into in the early season and games against. Uh, uh, Toronto and not being able to beat other teams that they should have beat. But, backup goalies. Yeah, you know it's just it's just not going to be um, it's not going to be very easy. And I just totally lost my point. But um, sorry, no, no, it's okay. It wasn't your fault. It was me. I'm just like babbling. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, the thing that I don't like about it, and, and, and like I said, they they did put this themselves in this situation, but. Is relying on other teams on their win on their own wins and losses to to Scoreboard to get their themselves in. You know what I mean? So well, it's funny. I believe you guys said in your your part <clears throat> beginning of the year that you um, the Bruins would need ninety two points to get in. They're gonna need more than ninety two points this time. Yeah. I think oh, they're yeah. gonna need they're gonna need ninety four ninety four points. So like it's this is all the if then. I hate scoreboard watching. Tampa loses tonight. We win tomorrow. Yeah, it's not a lock, but it's pretty close. So, all right, so, so I'm saying it's going to take the 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 three games after Chicago, but you I still do you believe they could tomorrow. lock in? Because Ottawa hasn't locked yet. Yeah, I just I I look at I look at Tampa's schedule. Tampa's playing everybody that's in the playoffs. They have a tough. Yes, they might be getting Stamkos back, but. They're not getting Stamkos back. They're getting a 60% Stamkos back. Right. Um, it, it's a big difference. Um, it's just the Bruins got the momentum. I really think we're going to win tomorrow. So as crazy as that sounds, I really do think we're going to win tomorrow. God, I hope so. That would be so much yeah. easier. And I think that the Lightning are going to lose to Montreal tonight. Montreal is going to play them so hard. Yes, Montreal just clinched the playoffs, but it's <laughs> they're going to play the living daylights out of that team tonight. And they also have four fourth lines, so <laughs> they're just going to grind the hell out of them. Right. Yeah, it's because uh, it, if you look at this, Boston's plus 20. If Ottawa makes the playoffs at a minus two, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Ottawa's minus two right now. But then again, I also saw a stat that Carlson's leading the league in block shots. So they have, they have CC, Fanuf, and Carlson all in the top 20 in block shots. Yeah. That's nuts. And who's like, laughing at that uh, for enough trade now? Yeah, Leaf fans are crazy. Yeah, it, it's also funny. They were talking on Sportsnet. They were talking about Ben Bishop. I'm uh, not Ben Bishop. Sorry, um, the goalie out in Calgary, um, who was in St. Louis last year. Um, Brian oh, Elliott. Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott. Yeah. And they were saying how great of a season he had. Um, and he's only got just over a little over 30 wins. Well, Tuca actually has more wins than him. Uh, and Mark was alluding to talking about we put ourselves in this position. If our backup goalies, yes, Hudobin just won five in a row, but what about the other 14 he lost before? Like, if he just won 50% of his games, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We we would have clinched, we would be ahead of the Montreal Canadiens and have already clinched the playoff spot. I said this in one of the first podcasts I was on, the main problem that the Bruins have is a revolving door of backup goaltenders. If they get one steady goaltender who can play three to four years behind Tuka Rask. This team is a lock for the playoffs every year. 
you got to believe that. Yeah. There's no no reason for a goalie to get 30-plus wins and their team not make the playoffs. Yeah. Plus, there's no reason for a goalie to get 30-plus wins four years in a row and not make the playoffs three of those years. Right. Six shutouts. Yeah. He, so, it's just no, crazy. he has seven shutouts. Yeah, he's got seven. He, seven. Seven. Seven the yep. other day. And he's second in the league behind Braden Holtby, who's having the most insane year. Yeah. And also... Apparently, Tukareski's garbage at the same time, so uh, I, I don't <laughs> All, know. The Tuka um, haters have been very quiet on the internet oh, the last yeah. couple days. Yeah, the, the, last, the last four games that we conveniently won, um, it, it has died down. But I'm sure if they lose one of these games over the next week... Hey, <sighs> we lose to Chicago and Tuka's not a net, it's his fault. That's just oh, the way yeah. it is. It's got to be. No, I mean, definitely. It, it was Tuka's fault that Charlie McAvoy hasn't made the Bruins. So yeah, it, it's, it'll be Tuka's fault if we lose. It's Tuka's fault if we lose tomorrow because he he was too as as some crazy Bruins fans say too chicken to play the big games oh, because God. it's only a big game when Tuka's not playing. Oh, yeah. It's not a big game when he wins five two. It's not a big game when he wins two nothing. It's not a big game when he wins four one. But also. Just for your information, Tukaras chooses the games he plays. There's no such thing as a coach in the Boston Bruins. <laughs> no, one, no one chooses the lines. I think that's crazy, too, when he gets injured. And it was also funny because I, I tweeted it out that Anderson was injured in Toronto, and he misses the game, and Leaf fans are all concerned, and they're yeah. wondering if they're going to get our goalie back. Tuka misses a game. People are lambasting him, saying he's terrible and he's a quitter. And I tweeted out and someone started chirping me because they're like, well, Anderson's hurt. I'm like, well, actually, Anderson did this last year, too. That's why, just just to let you know, it's two years in a row, but no one's calling him a piece of crap. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Nothing, nothing. Then then the NHL put a video up of Freddie Anderson coming out at the beginning of the game, the next game that he played. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, thank God Freddie's back. What? Hang on a minute. (laughs) We had the same situation, guys. Oh, damn it. it just it just really proves that n- nothing else happens outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no other world out there besides Boston. <clears throat> Sports stops at the border. Right. Like, as soon as you get to the border of New England, that's it. There's no Try more living. sports out there. Try living in Toronto, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, my cousin, yeah. my cousin, without fail, will text me. To let me know if the Bruins are playing bad or if the Leafs are winning without fail. Without fail. <laughs> I love him to death, but wow. Um, I, I just I want to touch on this because the numbers have changed. And I, I find this uh, Twitter account absolutely fantastic. It's called moneypuck.com. Uh, if you guys are on Twitter, give, him, just give this guy a follow because he does his numbers very well. But uh, just to make the playoffs, he's got 80.15%. Now I want to touch back on what Court said because he's absolutely you're absolutely right. When it comes down to crunching numbers, Court, ninety four point three is what is being called to to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give you a, a... Yeah, I they, they get two they get four more points, I think we're in. Yeah. I just I hate I hate those graphs though. Like yep. the whole like ninety four percent to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's today. Like, you lose the next four games, it doesn't matter about that night. Yeah, numbers don't matter at that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could, so, you could be the Detroit Red Wings and make it with not winning a game either, but... Well, yeah. Too, well. too soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. So, uh, what's next? I don't have... We have to talk... Talk about McAvoy? Come on, Rob. Yeah, we have to. Like, 
it, it's going to come up. And we have to also talk about the fact that the Providence Bruins Facebook page went up a hell of a lot of likes. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but if you if you haven't been a fan all year, don't get on the gravy boat now. And, like, and... just because the guys playing a couple of games do not become like these guys who buy a shirt with McAvoy written on the back when and he's it on looks... a PTO. And it looks like JFK is uh, is going back to school. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wanted us. This is just rumor and could, uh, what what's being spreaded, and I I honestly doubt it because his coach was saying before any of this even happened that he was coming back for another year, but it's being said that the Bruins told him he wasn't going to be playing um, in the NHL next year, so he's going back to school. See, I I wouldn't believe any of that. I think I don't either. That that is a guy who wants to like you're forgetting McAvoy is in his first year. Um. So leaving isn't like quite a lot of people leaving the first year because it, you haven't gone through three years and you got one year left, well, which is what JFK has done. Yeah, JFK has got one more year to do, and then so why not do that? Plus, uh, JFK is like known as being a like nice guy around the locker room. A really genuine person. I don't think he's going to say, "Oh, I'm not going to get playing time in the NHL. I'm, I'm throwing my toys out of the basket." It's... You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast Channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. I, I'm still impressed that McAvoy had no problem playing in the NHL. It, it, it impressed me because all the things that I was hearing that he was a hothead and all that kind of stuff. It, it shows his humility of actually going to play in the AHL and, and, and doing what they did with Carlo, which is yeah. such a smart move by Boston. Like Don Sweeney, congratulations. You're a smart man. So uh, McAvoy signs a, a amateur tryout on Wednesday and immediately reported. Uh, actually, he, he, uh, he was at uh, Warrior Ice Arena uh, for the Bruins practice and then reported to uh, Providence Bruins and uh, did not play in last night's ga- in last night's game, but um, is uh, set to make his debut tonight against the Springfield Thunderbirds. Um, he he looks excited, and uh, and it, after thirty eight games at, at Boston University this season, which was a career career highs for him in goals, uh, not assists but points. Uh, he's had five goals, twenty one assists, twenty six points. Um, a very successful under-20 uh, World Junior Championship uh, where he played seven games, two goals, four assists, six points. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching him in his debut tonight. Uh, Coach Kevin Dean has said that he will be paired with Captain Tommy Cross tonight. Um, so I'm going to be watching. I think you it. called that. I think Rob called that last week. I believe he did too. I'm pretty um, sure he did. Do you know? know what's going to happen tonight McAvoy is going to be out there on the first pairing he's going to play first line power play and he's going to play first line penalty kill I guarantee it now if he gets a point or sorry if he scores a goal do you understand how it's going to overshadow the fact that the Bruins have just won four in a row yeah. it's going to be like get him in the lineup oh my god the thing that's the thing that is funny is go on Twitter and put Charlie McAvoy in the like search thing, and then read through all the tweets from yesterday of people going, uh, "Did it? Did he get a point in tonight's game?" 
<laughs> and then I was so tempted to just reply to every single one of them, like, no, he's out injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Can no, you no. imagine the, there'd be people jumping off bridges? If I, I, it, I hate to say it, but if he did get injured tonight, could you imagine? Oh, boy. It, people would go insane. But I, at the same time, there was there was one guy on Twitter that called out Don Sweeney for him not being in the lineup yesterday, and this is where my idea of fandom gets crazy. So Don Sweeney is our GM, right? So does the GM pick lines for the NHL Bruins? Nope. No. Nope. So does he have a say in what happens in the AHL? Sort of. But does he pick the AHL lines? Definitely not. Nope. Stop no. blaming Don Sweeney for everything that goes on with the Bruins. The same with Cam Neely. Everything that goes on with the Bruins is his fault. Or it's Don Sweeney's fault. Never. There's no accountability for anyone who no. is a fan favorite. Well, that is my problem. Not even. Not even John Ferguson, which is the GM for the Providence Bruins, sets lines. That's that. That's yes. that card belongs to Kevin Dean in the A, yeah. and and it belongs to Bruce Cassidy in the in the NHL. So, yeah. it's just insane. The other thing I want to talk about this McAv- McAvoy mania, and I wrote an article about it on uh, blackandgoldhockeyblog.com. Um, very good one, by the way. Thank you very awesome much. Job. Thank you. Um, I was really busy today. I wrote one about Seneshin. Uh, yeah, you got two. You're yeah. on fire, buddy. I'm going to probably do another one, maybe two, to round out my night. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How did you I'll, not do an April Fool's one, though? I didn't well, want. I, I don't want to get involved in that because you know what? Honest to God, I am not a huge Patriots fan anymore. I yeah. used to be. I used to be until the gate this and gate that happened, and I just got oh, really yeah. annoyed with it, and I just kind of put the Patriots in the back burner. But when I got up at six six o'clock this morning, and I I get to the office in my office, and I start going to work, I see somebody tweet. Rob Gronkowski was traded to the Raiders. And I was like, oh, well, that's a bad move. And then all of a sudden, I scroll down, and that website, I really shouldn't mention, but I really want to. Um, oh, screw it. Let's go Bruins.com. <laughs> they came out and said that Cassidy was relieved of his duties, and Cam Neely was in charge. And I was like, all right, this is just ridiculous. Now I, I, I figured it out. I, I actually, yeah. I actually thought Gronkowski was traded, but I knew for a fact that everything was starting to come around. And then I'm like, "Oh, it is. It's Saturday the first. You well, know it's what, not though? even that. If you, if you, if you realize that this is the NHL, so when we have an injury, it's an upper body. When we have a or a lower body, when someone gets fired, there was way the problem with the whole article was because right away I knew it was wrong. The headline and everything gave too much detail. Yeah, <laughs> when it's not clickbait. Yeah, it's just unfortunately, when a coach gets fired, you're never going to know why, and they're just fired, and that's it. It's not going to be like, well, him and Cam got in a fight over starting goalies. No, that's that's not how it works. So right away, I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, pass. Make it more I, believable next time. I was just waiting for the, like, McAvoy refuses to sign with Bruins and signs with oh, someone else, or, or McAvoy traded to, to such and such for the, future consideration. The Jimmy VC Kool-Aid. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That drives me absolutely going crazy. To, going back to the game cuz I forgot to mention it. Um a nice touch by uh the Boston Bruins. Thornton was the third star tonight. Yes. Yeah. 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 And did you see the class. Did you see the hug that he gave to Bergeron at the end? 
Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that is the last time the Bruins will ever play Sean Thornton yeah, uh, he, against him. He so, is retiring yeah. this year, uh, but going to continue to live in Boston and um, definitely got to give him um, uh, a clap, you know, for his time in Boston. Um, stand-up guy. I, I would be... I'd be surprised if the Bruins don't pick him up for some type of job. Community, yeah. li- community liaison or something. Yeah. Well, well, you know, you know, you know. Now that you think of it, you got me thinking, Rob. He's very involved in um, not martial arts, but uh, MMA kind of fighting, yeah. and uh, he's not doing it in the ring or anything like that. But it's more or less for workout purposes. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if he comes on to, like, a Providence team and, uh, you know, t- teaches the kids how to defend themselves. I mean, that wouldn't I be a bad... Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad... I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think if Seneshin got enough sh- uh, crap, you know, he could turn around and, and kind of defend himself if he had the tutelage that, that, sh- that Sean Thornton might, you know, be able to contribute. You never know. Yeah. I mean, there's all plenty of, of opportunities since he's going to be uh, continuing to live in, uh, I believe it's Charlestown, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Doesn't he own a gym? I think he owns a gym out there. I believe so. And the Sean Thornton Foundation is in Boston as well. Yep, so. yep. Um, so, so back to McAvoy Mania. I, 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 I don't want to, like, beat it up totally. I just... He was in the pregame warm-ups yesterday, and I... I I saw a bunch of tweets, people taking pictures, and, and it just went viral. And then people saying that he was starting was was kind of strange because it was already well known that he wasn't going to be starting, and tonight would yeah. be actually his actual start. But um, what do you guys do now? If you're the GM, do you do you call him up for one game and burn one year of eligibility? Or no, you keep him in Providence, and then for the remain they have I believe six games remaining, and the playoffs, which they're definitely going to be in because they're, they're they're really good this year. So saying no in a, in a salary cap era, yeah, there's not a chance that you burn a year off a kid's contract just to bring him up to play one game. It's the most asinine thing I've ever. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. If Don Sweeney did it, then I wouldn't think he's that good of a GM. The, unless someone goes down. Unless we lose defensemen. Unless yeah, so we, but we'd we have, have to lose two, two backups. Yeah, we'd have, have to lose we'd have to lose two defensemen. To no, we'd have to lose in. more than that. We've got this isn't Morrow uh can't Morrow be called up anyway. Yeah, so I was looking at a stat about Morrow. Do you know he's played less and less games as Morrow gets older? He is never playing again. Yeah, he's not coming back to the Bruins unless he no. signs with Providence, like yeah. uh, Bartowski did. He's he's never playing again. So, so you so. think he's, do you think he's going to walk court to? But he's an RFA. He's got restriction. I mean, he's got negotiation Tomorrow? rights. Yeah, yeah. You think? Yeah, he'll... no. I I I think I think uh, Boston would let him go anywhere he wants. Okay. I think they're done with him. The last piece of the second trade is is done. Yeah, but well, yeah. He's not gonna play. He's not gonna play with the Boston Bruins. Look at he. He can play in the Providence Bruins, but look at our roster. He's not playing. Where's he going in? 
My thing is, right. with a guy like that, this is what I said about, about Brett Connolly last season. Uh, I said, ask him if he'd sign for an AHL deal. Let him go down there. And that is a sign to the kids of how tough it is to make the NHL and stay there. Yep. Like, you go into the AHL, a lot of those guys have played one, maybe two games. Morrow's been up for two seasons. And how many games has he played? That is a sign. That is a sign that you want to be your best when you get up there. Right. I think he's only played twenty cause. games. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, have him play down. He could play first line minutes oh, down in Providence. Easy. He'd be he'd be great in Providence. It's just yeah. if you look at what we have coming, and Rob's probably written about every defenseman we have coming up. There, there's no room for the guy. Unfortunately, yeah. he's just Colin Miller stepped ahead of him on the depth chart. And you're not going to go anywhere. If you don't get in when they're sitting Miller and they put in Lyles, you know, who's like one step out the door to retiring, it's you're not getting to play. Well, I mean, you've only got two left-handed defensemen coming in next season, really, mm-hmm. with Lawson and uh, Zaboral. Mm-hmm. So there is still one spot on there, and I don't see Tommy Cross coming back. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't and I, I don't want to start the craziness, but isn't Alzener from Washington, uh, UFA. Yeah, and he's he left, is, le- but left, it depends whether shot. He... Left-handed yeah. shot. Yeah. I, but... I don't want to start the craziness, but he is a possibility to fill in on the left side. And he's good. If you also go along them lines, the, uh, I think it's either this year or next year, Vlasic as well is a UFA. Oh, Pickles? I love the name. Yeah. So I, I call him Pickles. Just yeah. yeah. Name. <laughs> so... Like, the, there's a lot of UFAs, but it's where the teams will dump bottom six guys out to sign those guys. Well, with the, with the play of a cherry, um, and it was funny, I saw someone put that, that we should be um, holding on to Nash as, as the person that he wants to pick as a hold for the expansion draft. I'm like, why would you ever hold on to a UFA? It, it yeah. wouldn't make any sense. You could just, why would you hold a roster spot for a guy that doesn't matter? You can sign him, you can not sign him. I just I don't see Nash coming back. I don't see more coming back with the Chari. I see um, Solarik making the team next year and being that winger. He he played great with Krejci and them, but his defensive game needed to change. And Nash, he's playing great in Providence. Nash has got he's one more year. Oh, Nash has got one more year. Yeah, yeah nine hundred thousand. Let him go. This, well, this is yeah. what I see with that fourth line next season. I reckon you're going to see Nash on the center, Chari on the right, and then mm-hmm. either Anton Bleed. Or, depending on how he plays for the uh, tryouts at the beginning of the year, um, oh, what's his name? Jesse Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, he'd be perfect. Because Jesse Gabriel brings speed, scoring, hands, Good. and can dish the body. Yep. Like, he is the next coming of Marchand, if you look at how he plays. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not talking about 40-goal season, yeah. like Marchand's going to this year. Um Hopefully. I shouldn't have said that, Jinx. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm writing this one down. Come on. I was, I was waiting, though. Now, now he's going to, honestly, he doesn't get that 40 goals. He needs one more. He's going to just curse. Just curse well, your whole country. Oh, well, it's already cursed. It's We've been around thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that, it. That's one, that's one thing he's, so, got, he's got up on us is he's been around a lot longer. You, you watch more Providence games than anybody. Do you think Cole Herrick will be uh, he'll be in the lineup next year as a Bruin? You talking about me? Yeah, I believe so. Sorry, Mark. 
Jesus. I believe so. Um, when, when you, it, it it all depends on what what's going on. Um, I definitely think Spoon is going to resign. Um, yep. It's gonna. It it's it's really gonna depend on how uh, the Bolesky, the Drew Stafford, uh, Spooner. I already said that, didn't I? Yeah. Riley Nash, Dominic Moore. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Uh, Stafford's oh, an unrestricted free agent, and right. I wanted to talk about him because. So not on the Stafford fan club, it's so. it's it's all it's all really going to depend on what happens over the off season, and I mean he he, we've all seen and know that he can play at this level. It's just at this point right now the 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 Jacobs are just penny pinchers when it comes to contracted deals. They want to maximize the most out of everybody they can get. Now, there's going to be availability next season. People are going to be shipped out, and who knows uh, with um, UFA signings coming in. you know. But I believe he will be on the team next season. That's my guess. And like, Rob's, and like Rob said, like a guy like Anton Bleed um, can definitely fill a fourth-line player for a, de- a departing Dominic Moore. And yeah, 700K. Yeah. I, I don't think Stafford's going to be back next year. Like, as much as he was shiny new toy in his first couple games, I don't see him on the ice anymore. Right. And if he's going to want $4 million, he can go get it somewhere else. Yeah, he's definitely come down to earth, in my opinion. I mean, the first four games that he played were, I was blown away. Uh, but, yeah, like you're saying, if he's, I don't believe a player like him at his age, um, at 31, that he's gonna want a a one year deal for under Correct. under what he makes. So I think that you yeah. know there's a, there's a team out there that's gonna want him, and and you know he still got it to to play in the NHL, but it's just not in Boston, in my opinion. Yeah, he's like, going back to Buffalo. Yeah, and he could. <laughs> I, I guarantee. Well, actually, that's actually a pretty pretty smart move. Um, they're looking considering they're looking how good that veterans. team is. Yeah, they're yeah. looking for veterans for the bottom six because he's full of kids. Yeah, so like we, I think we he's make, going back. We make the playoffs. He's going to be in it. He'll be great for us. It's just I don't, I, I don't see him being a, a difference maker on that line, at all. Yeah, the, the it, problem, it, the problem with the Bruins right now is how many players on the Bruins roster have playoff experience. Oh, Bergeron, Chara, Krejci, Marshan, Quaid. Bacchus, Moore, Nash, Krug, uh, Tuka, and Hudobin. Yeah, but then look at how many people have lost their heads this late in the season. Like, look at that game today. Oh, no, I know that. That's not... The, the panic. That's not a lot of guys, though, when you think about yeah. it. The panic that spreads throughout them when they even think about they could not... They might not make the playoffs. Well, that, the thing is... The thing is, we need we need to make the playoffs so these yeah. young kids that are here now don't see making the playoffs as the hard bit. The hard bit is staying in the playoffs. Yeah, the long run. Yeah, yeah but for these kids, making the playoffs for the past three seasons is the has goal. been impossible. Right. Well, like, they've missed it of, by a point. So It's, it's, it's kind of funny because Sean Thornton used to be that guy on the bench. You, you've seen it in many videos or uh, many interviews. And when he left Boston, it was, it was a big void. Um, yeah. I see Bacchus 
is that new guy because I notice on the bench when they're down or anything's happening, he's talking. It's not he. He's talking all the time. Yep. He's he's talking to Bergeron. It seems to be when the team is um, at the beginning of the games, it's Bergeron on the bench because Char is a silent leader. He leads with his um, his play. Uh, it's Bacchus is the vocal guy out there. And I've been noticing remember... like, Bacchus is playing well. Uh, he's he's fit. He's finally fit in on that line. Um, he could be a centerman next year, but he's fitting in on that line. I notice him on the ice. A lot of times in the past couple of years, you have wingers playing with Marchand and Bergeron. You don't even notice them out there. Yeah. You only my, notice them. My favorite ever short-term Bruin was one of the best guys on the bench over the past few seasons, and that was Bobby Robbins. Um, like, that's a very short term. I don't, yeah, I don't, that, even, I don't that even think guy he played. He was on the bench. Oh, he did yeah, play. But, he played but for the in Bruin. preseason. Wasn't it pre- yeah, season? it was a preseason. No, he played. No, he played. He definitely played during the season. Hang on a minute. He played like I think he played three games, four games. But the thing was with him, you could hear him on the bench from like the cameras up high because he was just screaming at everyone, like fist bumping, telling them, "Come on, come on, pump yourself up, get yourself going," because he was all about motivation. <laughs> wow! No shit. Oh, oops. <laughs> Uh, 2014-15. Uh, 2014-15, <laughs> he played three games. Yeah, three games. What did I say? I know my knowledge of Bobby Robbins. Don't get me yeah. started. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it sounds so nice when you say it. Bobby Robbins. Bobby Robbins. Um, there you go. And I, <laughs> You know what? Now it's coming back to me that um, he did get into a fight that um, he um, took a, a punch that uh, pretty much ended his career because yeah. he didn't stay up, and he went down to Providence for two games, and then that's his professional career was over. It, well, it, it's not even that. You can have, and I was I was saying this earlier uh, on the internet the other day, and someone got really mad about it. You can have all the heart in the world, but if you don't have the skill to go up with this heart, it really doesn't matter. Oh, Bacchus at least has the skill to back that heart. Yeah, you can. Like a lot of people say, no, that guy doesn't have heart. Or if he had more heart, well, heart only get you so far i'm sorry if i had all the heart in the world then i would have made the nhl and that's just that's i love the game of hockey but and i played it for a long time but didn't make the nhl i had the heart but unfortunately didn't have the skill so it you need to add you it need to be all those pieces and that's why i think that bacchus has brought it like thornton used to have the heart plus he used to go out and lead by example he used to bang he used to he used to fight he used to to hit he used to to take the pot, he he would dominate on the ice for that little thing that his skill that he had, and Bacchus is able to do a whole bunch of things. He's actually been a better piece than I thought when we first signed him. I thought it was a very bad signing, and he's been been surprisingly well down this stretch, and he's probably been a lot better in the room than we even know. The thing is, I always say like it, it it's not the passion, it's not any of that. The the players that lead are the guys that can snap at a moment's notice and turn on someone. Like like Bergeron when he got hit in the Leafs game. That You see a di- totally different person. When he has to do it, he can change. And he can be this guy who's got a fire behind him. But some of the players, you don't see that. They can get hit and they go, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Th- those are the guys that will never lead a locker room. They'll never, they'll never push for like being one of the playoff contenders. They'll never, they'll never be one of those guys. But if you look at the Bruins right now and how many guys on that team can lead, like we deserve to be in a playoff picture. 
Um, and we deserve to push through the first round at least. Speaking of the playoff, I pick, think if we if we got Washington, they'd be scared. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you know you know they what I, you know what's funny about what you just brought up Washington and immediately just a, a, a bulb just appeared on the top of my head. Um, I I'm not sure who I was talking to about this. Maybe it was one of you two, but uh, what do you think about that game on on next Saturday? Uh, do you guys think that the the Caps are gonna dress a full team? No, no way. And especially if they if say Boston is locked up a spot and they're playing Boston, a one hundred percent no. Okay, so what if it comes? Boston will rest people as well. Yeah, Boston. I guarantee if we if we clinch, Morrow will play. John Michael Lyles will play. It's going to happen because they'll want Did, to rest, guys. Chara might not even play again. I also think Boston will go in that with nothing to lose. Washington has everything to lose. If you remember way back in the day when, when Hopi is first playoff and we had everything to lose and Boston got knocked out in the first round by Washington, mm-hmm. we could be the same people to them. Washington has so much pressure on them to win a cup this year. It's crazy. They went out well, yeah. and gave away Shattenkirk. everything. Shattenk- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... That we could have, have been us. Oh my God, what a yeah. mistake that would have been. I think whoever I was, I was listening to on the radio here in Toronto. They, they, they were saying on um, on Hockey Central, any team that gets Boston in the first round should be scared. Yeah, you don't know who you're gonna face. Right, you don't know what team is coming for you. Like, but the thing is, you don't know what team is coming for you. Game in, game out. You could get the bad Bruins the first game, and you walk all over them. But the second game. They might go out there and kill you. So, it, I I just think the playoffs now are a total mystery to every Bruins fan out there because we don't we've not seen this team hit the playoffs like this this core of guys now. So I think it's going to be like the the most fun thing just to watch one playoff game of this team. Well, after two years of not getting in there, I'm certainly ready. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, speaking of ready, I think I'm ready for some prospect update news. It's fired at the net, just missed by JT Comfort. Here's Notre Dame back the other way. Bjork fires, scores. Notre Dame ties it up. The uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Providence Bruins. Uh, since we're doing our show on Saturday, uh, the Providence Bruins only played two games thus far. Um, 
On Sunday, March 26th at the XL Center, the Providence Bruins beat the Hartford Wolfpack by the score of 5-2. to two. Uh, First period goals by Alex Grant. He scored his 15th goal uh, from uh, Zarnik and Grizzlick, which was a power play goal. Uh, he continues to play very well. Uh, second period, Providence goal. <clears throat> uh, Chris Porter he scores a six from Fitzgerald and Johansson, uh, which Fitzgerald scored his, um, got his first pro point at 233. Then <laughs> the Providence Bruins, uh, Tyler Randall gets his first goal of the season at 239 from Porter. Providence scores Austin Zarnick. Fifth goal from DeBrusque, which is a shorthanded goal. Uh, the third period, Grant scores another goal, his 16th from Fitzgerald and Porter at 8.33. And McIntyre gets the win uh, and made 21 saves on 23 shots. And last night, the Providence Bruins were at the dunk in Providence, Rhode Island, and beat the Albany Devils 4-1. Uh, first period goal by Jordan Swartz goes his 18th from Hargrove and Heinen, which was a power play at 4:41. Providence Sean Curley uh, scores his 14th at 10:45, which was a penalty shot goal. Second period action: Providence DeBrus scores his 15th from Zarnik and Grant at 6:21. Uh, in the third period, Providence Zarnik scores his sixth from Grizzlick and Grant at 16 at 6:15, which was a power play goal. Uh, Zane McIntyre gets the win, stopping 36-37. So with that being said, after 68 games played, the Providence Bruins are 40-19-5-4 with 89 points. They're only six behind Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. They're currently on a four-game winning streak. And this is the fifth consecutive uh, year that the Baby Bees have 40, 40 wins in a season, which is pretty impressive. Can I just ask you a quick question? Absolutely. Do Do you think I I've watched a few like I've been watching the highlights and I've watched as many live games as I can. And do you think Sean Curley has totally changed his game around since the first game of the season? I believe so. I believe he he's, looks like a totally different player. I believe he's a um, a much stronger skater. Uh, he definitely uses his speed to his advantage. Uh, he's got really good vision, good hands. Um, you know, he's not lighting it up, but he's doing the, the positive things in the AHL that definitely get noticed by, um, NHL managers, you know, especially the, the, uh, the core in Boston. So, I mean, am I, would I call for him to, uh, as an immediate, um, call up for any, any future, you know, games? I'm, I'm not at this point, no, but he's definitely in the mix, Within a year or two of of potentially, um, you know, cracking an NHL roster. Yeah, I can see them molding him into a bottom six guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, the next games for the Providence Bruins are uh, tonight. They play the Springfield Fal- um, Falcons. Yeah, Springfield Thunderbirds at Mass Mutual Center, and then Sunday afternoon at three o five against the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, BBB's honorable mentions, uh, Jordan Swords after taking off some time due to injury. Jordan came back last night with a goal. Uh, he currently has points in his last two games and 11 points in his last 10 games. On the season, he's got 18 goals, 31 assists, 49 points, and 58 games played. 
Alex Grant has five points in his last three games and continues a stellar season on the blue line, auditioning for another contract next season. He's currently second in points behind leader Swartz with 44 points in 63 games played. Uh, Jake DeBrusque has four points in his last three games and 10 points in his last 10 games. The 2015 first-round pick could see NHL action with um, a debut sometime this week or this upcoming week. Uh, it's been it's been rumored through the media that he could get a call because he is uh, playing very well. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll take a sip of my drink. Austin Zarnick had a goal and an assist. <laughs> what happened? Sorry, you're... <sighs> <clears throat> Listen. <clears throat> All right. You jokers. <laughs> uh, Austin Zarnick had a goal and an assist and... Um, in all of his games in the last three, this season in 14 games he, with the Baby Bees, he has 16 points. Zane McIntyre, after after going on a terrible three-game losing streak, the 2010 draft pick has been playing much better as of late, going 4-1, and one, and is currently on a three-game winning streak. All right, now the Canadian juniors are all in their playoffs right now, so... In the OHL, Zach Senesham with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Last night, the Hounds ended the first uh, first round of the playoff series against the Flint Firebirds with a dominating 6-1 win and move on to the second round with a, um, beating Flint in this best-of-seven series 4-1. The Hounds play the Owen Sound attack next. Uh, I'm not sure about schedule and times, but... Uh, in five games versus Flint, Senechian had three goals, one assist, four points. Uh, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Jeremy Lawson of the Ruin Naranda Huskies, uh, the second pick of the uh, Bruins in 2015, has three goals, three assists, and six points. And there's five. Oh my God, my notes are terrible. They're playing the um, the Halifax Mooseheads, and Last night I watched this game. They went to three overtimes, um, and the Huskies won. Lawson assisted on the overtime winner. He had a goal and two assists last night. Um, the next game for the Huskies is Monday at 7 p.m. And Jacobs Borrell, um, his St. John Sea Dogs swept the Ramuski Oceanic 4 to nothing and in those games uh, the 2015 first round pick returned from an upper body injury on Tuesday and scored a goal and the next night uh, was game 4 and he had an assist he missed the first two games of the series with an upper body injury i'm sure i just mentioned that uh, the WHL Jesse Gabriel the Prince George Cougars uh, the Cougars are currently tied at two in the best of seven series against the, the very talented Portland Winterhawks. In four games in the series, the 2015 fourth-round pick has a goal and an assist and two points. Game five is tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be watching that. The NCAA, the Frozen Four, is set. Denver plays Notre Dame and Harvard plays Minnesota Duluth. Both games will be played on Thursday, April 6th with the final game for the national championship being played 
on Saturday, April 8th. Uh, Bruins prospects in the in the tournament, the, uh, the Frozen Four, are Anders Bjork from Notre Dame, Ryan Donato from Harvard, and Wiley Sherman from Harvard. And that is the prospect update for this week. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Well, the Bruins have announced that uh, Hayes will not be playing next game and will be calling up an unknown player from Providence. Yeah, that's to, that's to be determined, correct? Uh, yeah, Flotus just put it on uh, Twitter. Nice. And who do you think that unknown player will be? Most likely Zarnik. Or, 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 like I said, this this might create an opportunity for uh, Jake DeBrus to get it sometime. He's the only gonna, one that hasn't been called up. I was going to say that I was going to go off the board with Jake DeBrus. Yeah. What? As a third-line scorer, that guy that guy can do quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. he's the only one who hasn't been called up out of the, the leading scorers on Providence. I'm correct, right? Yeah. He's yeah. up in the top score. But wouldn't you call up a guy that's probably already played because the games do mean a lot? That's why I said Zarnik. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, or do you take or, Zarnik away from Providence, right? Or do you well, not bring Sean Kaleo? You, well, you, you, you bring in do... someone who's not going to be a defensive liability because that's why Zarnik got sent down, right? Because he well, was Curley's a, a like 200 foot player. Yeah, he was known for that in college, so I'm but sure he'd be good. Just, Zarnik's a big body. Hayes is a big body. You switch in one for the other, right? Yeah, this bring up uh, Randall. Oh God! Why not? Let <laughs> him loose on the other team. This might create. Oh, bring up Zach Ronaldo for his last ever game. No, it? please don't. He's do that. out. He's, he's out for the oh, rest of the season. He can't because he's oh. uh, oh, You got way too excited anyway. about that too. He's injured. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Plus, this... he'd be suspended anyway. Just because of the versatility of this certain player, and because he's played games in the in the NHL already this season, uh, from from a recall, uh, Peter Klaharik is also another yeah. candidate because he can move around. He can play either the left or the right side. Yeah. Yep, and he's big. So, uh, is there any uh, any other news before I get to what I have to say? I wanted to just oh, point out so- the fact that. Um, you do realize if the Bruins don't pick any Canadian juniors in this year's draft, we will I not will have a single Canadian junior. I know. I'll be very angry. As, uh, as much as I am a, a dual citizen and from both countries, um, yeah. I, lo- I love watching happen. the hockey. I, I think it's great hockey, and I hope they do pick at least a few. I mean, I've I had. Yeah, going to pick a lot. Yeah. I, I just want to ask because there was actually someone on the internet doing this whole. Canada bashing for no reason. We don't know why. Um, but he was. But uh, the top two guys in the league, McDavid and yeah, Canadian, I just just maybe bring some of those guys in. Just just a thought. You know, those guys are usually pretty good. Yeah. The U.S. hockey is very good, too. Like, these kids are great. U.S. hockey is, is taking over. It's, it's, it's definitely taking over and getting better. Um, someone made a joke on the Internet saying that's because all the NHL guys are retiring in the U.S. and their kids are <laughs> Americans now. <laughs> I think that was when you made the joke, but still, um, I just I wouldn't mind some junior players because then I get to watch them. It's being selfish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I the past two years since the 2015 draft, I've been so busy. I I, I watched um, Brandon Carlo out in Tri City. I watched Jesse Gabriel with Prince George and 
Uh, the Broncos. I don't remember that team name. Oh, Swift, Swift, Curry. Swift, Current, Swift, Current Broncos. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm it, the one that's not American or Canadian, and I know these teams. Come on, guys. I wasn't paying. First <laughs> off, I can name them all. Uh, the junior teams. I've got like three right around the corner from where I live that I can go see. Well, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Chara was nominated for the Bill Masterson. Oh, nice. That's a good one. All right, so I have a bit of bad news, um, and I'm not going to get into specific details about what's happening, but um, I am going to be having a surgical procedure happen at, to me uh, next week. I have to go in for a couple of appointments, and then possibly Wednesday, I will be going under... Um, and this uh, particular surgery, like I said, I don't want to get into details, will affect my speech. And um, and that's kind of pissing me off because I know this is this podcast is very important to me and I work very hard. We all do. We all work very hard to bring you guys all this news. So um, I think what's going to happen is we're going to probably uh, end the regular season and playoffs regularly, but over the summer, um, try to go down to one episode per month until I get better. And the projected area for my, uh, return is probably going to be September. So training um, camp. Yeah. Kind of fitting. Yep. Training camp. I mean, it sucks that it's going to happen, but it's something that has to happen, um, for my health and, um, um, I'm, I'm, I am bummed that I'm not going to be around. I will be around to produce uh, because I, I do everything out of my office uh, here in Amesbury, Massachusetts. So um, we will have guests on to fill my 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 role. Um, uh, obviously, Court is going to be um, around, uh, and Rob's going to be around, and we'll we'll get people to fill in. So there's there's still going to be Bruins hockey talk over the summer. But it might be at a limited schedule, and I hope you all understand because this really kills me that uh, that this has to happen. But um, for the benefit of my life and um, this podcast, I, I really want to get better and be ready before next season because um, next next year I'm projecting this this show to be so much better. And and the benefit of this for me is I get to work on other areas of the of the podcast. Uh, to be ready. So um, what I'm thinking to be the producer. Yeah. And and what I'm thinking about doing is like next year, when we talk about previous games, I want to add some audio to, to the show. So um, maybe one clip from a highlight and then go on and talk about that game. So there's going to be some, some new stuff coming through. I'm going to be revamping the the intros. um, I'm just going to call it right now. Court Lalonde is no longer an intern. He is now an oh. official part of the Black Don't and Gold Hockey Podcast. Well, I'm no. not. I can't say. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Mark. Rob's the one who made me the new host while you're gone, so I'm pretty sure I'm no longer an intern. Well, yeah, but nobody heard it, so I just had the camera oh, flashes okay. and and I took the and I took the opportunity while the Patriots were on vacation to to, to come out and, and say this. So I didn't want to ruin their moment. And, and people should realize, I can guarantee you, Mark is going to be still doing this with us. He just unfortunately won't be speaking to us, but I'm yeah. sure he will be typing to us the oh, whole yeah. time. Please oh, don't yeah. talk about that. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, what it's going to be. 
and they'll and they'll uh, let... Or you're gonna get halfway through, and they'll be like, "That that's a lot of bleeping." I have to. Add. <laughs> yeah, be, our phones, our phones are just gonna go the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all good. Um, I'm not. We're not going anywhere. We're not canceling. We're not doing anything. We're just, you know. And I, I'm looking forward to it. So it's it's, it's just gonna be a at a limited role, and, and hopefully. Maybe it's it's it won't take that long to to get healthy and 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 have my voice back. I, I know many people they, they don't trash on me for my accent and they you know because I do kind of babble a little bit. Uh, you know I'm 41 years old, so it happens. But um, <laughs> wait till you hear me after this procedure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're gonna sound like a young Michael Jackson. Oh, don't do that. Oh, God. Like I said, Mark, I think it would be funny if you lose your accent. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to move to a different area where I sound like everybody else. <laughs> Let's find the worst area possible. Hey, hey Mark, Mark. Alaska. Alaska. Mark, it's you, could come, you could come to Canada and... and finish every sentence with a supposedly uh, oh yeah okay. i already do that I, I know i don't but supposedly i do i already I'll do that, that. Okay. yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> it never happens we do say toque but that just makes sense um but uh yeah I'll boot that. <laughs> it is listen buddy go have your cup of somewhere else all right i'll get some crumpets i'm not your buddy pal listen brexit oh well there you go Oh boy! <laughs> it's not my fault. I can already tell that this is going to be an interesting summer. Oh hey, my god! You guys are lucky. I'm not going to be able to talk to referee this shit. Mark, Mark, uh, Canada's part of the British Commonwealth, so. Oh yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I remember. Don't don't start on us. <laughs> we'll take back that country. I'll tell you that. I'm uh, coming. All right. I'll dig up that tea in the harbour. You guys got anything else you guys want to discuss before we? Make this the um, the end of the fifty first episode. Well, when we come back next, well, if we manage to get back next week, um, it's going to be the end of the regular season. Yes, much. and yes, uh, and I is... and if if I'm on, I'll, I'll be I'll be doing it in sunny Florida. Oh, yeah. as I'm looking out my office window right now, and we have thick wet snow that I busted my back shoveling this morning. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Court. Don't, we don't have any snow in in the frigid Canada, you know, because we live in igloos. But there's I, no snow here. I know you guys blow it all down here. Well, I look out the window and it is a uh, pitch black, as it is half ten at night. Good stuff. <laughs> or ten thirty, as we call it in North America. Well, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Mark at Black and Gold. 277. You can find Court at Court Lalonde. And you can find Rob at Rob40Bruins. Uh, please follow. Oh, we're going to have to say our own Twitter accounts. I, yeah. This is not fun. <laughs> well, think about this, Rob. Do you know all the things that you're, I now have to do? Oh, my God. Oh, well, yeah. All the struggle. Yeah. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the, the show's podcast at Black, the letter N, Gold Pod. Uh, you can find us on five worldwide platforms. Um, you can find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. Um, yeah. 
And and we are now an affiliate of uh, Amazon. We were anyways, but we are now Fanatics. recently fanatics.com. So we got some things in the works. So thank you, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy uh, McAvoy Mania. I will. Yes. I can't wait to watch tonight. Um, That's what I'm staying up to watch that. So, sweet. Yeah. I am going to bed early because I have a 7 a.m. flight and I have to take a four-month-old infant to the airport. You better well, stop. Yeah. You, you better set your Twitter to um, busy because I'll be tweeting you. We'll both tweet you. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of every McAvoy jersey that I see in the crowd. I'm going to be setting my alarm for 4 a.m., so I'll get them then. Okay. All right, guys. I look hey, for- I'll just be getting up to drink my tea at then. <laughs> it's all good. All right, everybody. Thank you very much, and I, I really hope to be talking to you very, uh, a lot sooner than possible. So um, enjoy, enjoy these two fine gentlemen as they now produce this show, and uh, hopefully we don't lose any followers, but I'm feeling comfortable. All right, boys. Take care, and thank you very, very much, everybody. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material.